Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this kicks off our 2015 uh, first show of the year, Linda. I'm so excited um, that we are together again. I was talking to you earlier today, and I said, how fun is it that our friendship and our continuing and developing friendship can grow on the air for everybody to enjoy? I know I enjoy it. Oh, I do, too. And by the way, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy yes. New Year. So you yeah. know where this is going to go because, you know, we're continuing our Spiritual Tuesday series uh, so that we can, um, you know, get in touch with every single part of ourselves. We've done in the past, um, you know, health series. We've done fitness series. We've done anti-aging secrets, things like that. For those of you that want to hear those shows, you can go to toginet.com or you can check us out on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. All our shows are there and available and free to download. And we had over a million downloads last month, so that's very exciting. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, the new year and some different practices that we're going to uh, try to do, or at least I know I'm going to try to do them. We're going to bring on J.M. DeBoard later on in the show, and we're going to talk about active dreaming and actually actively dream uh, for 2015. And then we're going to bring Shaman Ryan for his message to the world, his predictions. And uh, Linda, I know know this time of year is the year that we decide we're going to do something different and you did something magically different this month so let's talk about that well I did a lot of my spiritual things and in fact I had a reading with uh, Shaman Rai after he was on our show um, and that was pretty interesting uh, you know so the spiritual work never ends it just keeps on going on and going on and going on um, forever I don't think there's any any time limit on it if you don't if you don't do it now Somewhere in the future, you'll have to deal with it. But yes, I actually had my hair cut last week. I, pro- I, took, uh, I took my ponytail and said, adios, amigo. And um, I, I went uh, to uh, a good salon, and I really, I really did this uh, because I, I saw it in a magazine. I got it in a lure magazine about you know, some of the, the, the best um, hair cutters. I mean, it's all over the country, but, you know, I'm in New York, so I, I chose this one. Um, he got five stars. That he got a very good view. I called up. I made the appointment. I went, and I had my hair cut, and I'm glad that I did. I, it, it wasn't one of those things when you come home screaming and lock yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> You know, right, I, what did I do for the love oh, of God? Yeah. What did I do to my own head? That's what every time I watch um, 
what is it, the Big Bang Theory, you know, Penny was so cute, and then she cut her hair, and, and it was funny, I thought it was just me, Linda, and last night I was watching the latest Big Bang Theory with the kids, and Penny came into the scene, and my eight-year-old Zach goes, oh my God, she looks so ugly, what happened? And, you know, because out of the mouth of an eight-year-old, but it's amazing what your hair can do to your sense of self, your concept, and how people see you. Absolutely. Well, that pixie cut was very, very big last year. I mean, I, I think she looks okay because she's so pretty and she's got a beautiful face and a, a banging body. So uh, whatever she puts on her head looks good. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to go. And I like this guy because he listened. And um, that's very important because, you know, you can go and they can say, well, what do you what do you want? And you can tell them what you want, and then they go about do anything they, they damn well please. But this guy listened. He was very, very nice. He, he knew I was a little nervous, and he, he gave me a great haircut. And when you get a great haircut, today was the first day I actually blew my hair after, after going to them, and um, it, it kind of just went into, into place. And I'm using, yes. uh, and so that, you know, that was, so that was a, a good way to start out the year with kind of a new look. I see. And I think that's fantastic because, you know, I used to do these new looks, um, you know, like every couple years. And I decided like I, when I did my vision board, uh, I finally got my vision board done. I've been stumped for, for four weeks. I've been trying to do my vision board. And then I, I just sat down, you know, like at like 11 o'clock at night and it just came pouring out of me like what I wanted. And, and I, I found this picture right away of the body I wanted, the hair I wanted, and then the, the, the feeling I wanted, you know, it's a woman on the beach rejoicing and and it just spoke to me like the colors the girl the but the biggest thing was the hair and I'm like that's the hair that I want and the hair that I want requires a couple years to grow it because I'm not going to do hair extensions but I want that big thick luscious mane of hair and I have pretty good hair and it's just about there like I'm so excited to have my new look complete because it's taken me three years to get here well, I mean, your hair, last time I saw you and, and, your pic, and the pictures that I see, I mean, your hair is pretty long. So, I mean, I can't even imagine it any longer would be down to your fanny. But so how, yes. do, you, how, do, you make, how do you make long hair like that um, look different with a couple of inches on it? Well, because because what you have to do, like, because it breaks and my hair is blonde and I, you know, and I color it maybe once a year. Like if it needs a little brightening, I might put something on it, but I try to leave it alone. I try to leave it, you know, the way God intended it because it's really got a good color. Um, but what I had to do since it breaks off at the end because of styling and swimming and, and the California sun, I needed to grow it long enough so that I could get a couple inches cut off, you know, every three or four months so that it would stay really thin thick you know I didn't want the yes, really yes. stringy beachy ends yeah and uh, so it requires you to grow like four inches and get one cut off then it grows four inches and then you cut it off so you know it's a process and I talked to you know I used to go to Jose Bear out here and and he was like look just you know your beautiful hair just leave it alone let it grow and then grow it and then trim an inch off and then grow it longer and get it and he goes that's the way I have to draw you know that's the way I have to grow my hair oh, and do you, um, do you have any layers in it or is it just completely all one length I have uh, a couple layers that I'm growing out by the side of my face, and they drive me nuts because one of them is like a pencil that hangs from like halfway to the side of my forehead to my chin, and um, it looks <laughs> cute when it's, it's a good picture. 
<laughs> is it that I just got a pencil hanging down? But it's like it's the thickness of a pencil, like you know when I pull yeah. on it, because it's yeah. a pair. You know, it's a piece of bangs that I don't know whatever happened to it. Because yeah. everything else is where it should be, and I do have a little light layers around my face just to lift it up. But I have a ton of curl and a ton of waves, so it's right. really fun hair. I can do a lot with my hair, but for years I kept cutting it off to a bob or going shoulder length and then I was like I really for once in my life I want to have that hair that I had when I was 16 you know if I had the rock and beach body to go with it that would be good but I will say I'm just going to endorse the Fitbit because you know me and my fitness gadgets I love the Fitbit I love it because it buzzes every hour I have it set to buzz me on the hour and then 10 minutes on the hour just to vibrate on my wrist to so, do what which reminds you to do what to get up and move because oh, okay. I sit, you know, I start programming on my computer. I start doing some of the, you know, if I'm mixing a sound file or I'm creating, like I, I was very creative this morning and created a bunch of ads and things that really, the work really fulfills me and gives me that creative outlet. But what happens, Linda, is I sit there for like three hours and then I get up and go, oh my God, I can't even feel my feet. And yeah. I get so lost. So this little sucker buzzes on my wrist and I've already tuned out my phone. Like I tried to do the phone alarm thing and that just drove me nuts because between the ringing and the, the alarm, it just didn't work for me. But this little gentle thing that goes, you know, like on my wrist, yeah. I go, oh, I need to get up. And then I get up and I run in my own house like a lunatic. I run up and down the stairs a couple times. I run into all the bedrooms. I might pick up stuff, but that's my workout. And it's been really fun, and I've lost six pounds in two weeks. So, you know, rock on. But yeah, no, it's, everybody says it's, it's a very good thing. I do not have a Fitbit. I hadn't been to the gym in three weeks because um, I had the flu, and then it was the holiday and la, la, la. So today was the first day that I actually went back to the gym, and I wasn't looking forward to it. But once I got there, I was so happy because my body responded really really well to to be to do my cardio to be on the treadmill and then and do my training with the with my trainer um i felt really good when i left you know so my body it, it, it three weeks it, it didn't it didn't shut down on me um it, you know it, it it hung in there so i you know i certainly want to get there at least two or three times a week um i think of every reason in the book not to go and once i'm there i'm happy so it's go figure <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because I'm the same way. Like, you know, today I, I, you know, I've been doing my five miles a day, you know, I hit my 10,000 steps. And today when I was running, I felt such euphoria. And it was funny is like, I ran to the kitchen, I plugged in my teapot, then I ran a little laundry upstairs and I have a 5,000 square foot house. So it's, it's a good haunt, you know, it's a good, you know, it's a good workout. And then I ran downstairs and I was looking for my day planner and I'm running, running, running. I was so joyful. I was so giddy. I was so thankful to move because, you know, I got the flew a little bit over the holidays and I just felt lousy. I know. And that's, I, that's the thing. Yeah. And then you, you know, it's like, I forgot how wonderful it felt to move. So Without why, I, right. And so why do I make a big deal of going to the gym? I thought it was pain or pleasure, you know, we're supposed to go towards, cause whenever I go to the gym or I work out or I do my treadmill or I do my running up the Canyon, I'm euphoric, but yet to do it, I'm the biggest pain in the ass to get off my ass. Well, I am too, and especially in the in the winter here in the on the east coast. I mean, it's, we, it's just freezing, freezing cold. So going out is not is not uh, my favorite thing. I kind of hibernate. But uh, today I went, and I'm glad I did, and it'll it'll get me back on on track. Uh, 
to keep going because my body certainly feels better after I after I uh, do that than before before I go because it was starting to feel you know kind of stiff and you know achy. Yeah. So and, and after it felt much much better and and I'm going to start the massage again too because um, I don't I don't consider a massage a um, a luxury anymore. If you if you're of a certain age and you do go to the gym and you do you know you work out. Uh, any, in any way, it, it's therapeutic. You need to get the massage to work out all the kinks and the sore, and the and it, it gets everything moving and it gets rid of all the bad stuff. So I really love massage. I agree, right there with you, Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck for Powered Up Talk Radio. When we come back after the break, we're going to be visiting with J.M. DeBoard, and we're going to talk about active dreaming. And you know what, Linda? I'm going to support you on that massage thing. I'm going to say any mother who has to lug groceries, take kids, or do anything, or any human being should get a massage. More after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are going to offer something super cool for you guys. Uh, I'm so excited because, you know, this kind of functions as my own personal therapy hour along with how to learn cool things, and uh, we're going to talk with J.M. DeBoard. He's our dreaming expert. Now, we had him on the show, uh, was it last month or two months ago, and I think we got 16,000 downloads the first week, so I know that this is something that everybody's interested in. I know I'm in interested, Linda, because the concept of active dreaming just, it sounds weird. Like, I don't even know what that is. I think of like, maybe it's envisioning, but it's dreaming. So I want to go right to J.M. DeBoard and I want him to introduce himself for those of you who haven't listened to his uh, earlier broadcast uh, last year. Uh, And then talk about what active dreaming is. J.M. DeBoard, so great to have you here. Thank you, Sandra. Thank Thank you, Linda. It's great to be here. You know, I'm the uh, author of Dreams 123, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams. It's published by Hampton Roads. It's a manual for people to go through the entire process of dream work, but to do it in a way that is accessible for people who do not have a background, say, in dream psychology, or they haven't been keeping a dream journal for the last 20 years. And they want to know how to understand their dreams and use those dreams, use what they gain from their dreams to benefit their lives. So the subject that we're going to talk about today is not directly in my book, but active dreaming is a part of the third step. Living your dreams means more than just attaining ambitions and goals. It's use, it's taking what your, your dreams give you and applying them to your life. And I tell you, if you do that, you will really find uh, the, the benefits are, are endless to using your dreams to benefit your life, to really live your dreams. It's not just a euphemism or a marketing phrase. Live your dreams. Make your dreams come true. There is a truth to it that once you experience it, you would use the word profound because it really can be life-altering. How do you, you, know, how do you um, start that process? Is it when just before you're going to drift off to sleep, set an intention? I would like to um, either contact a person or I would like to um, I would like to have the answer to this question you know before I wake up um, is that is that what you would is that how you would start you know the process of intentional dreaming yes that is one of the ways uh, um, you you begin really the beginning of it is making a habit of paying attention to your dreams as soon as you wake up in the morning, keep your mind clear, stay still in your bed, think about what you were just dreaming. Try to pull up a few uh, images or words that come to mind to describe what it was that was in your mind. Pay attention to your feelings too. Even if you can't remember your dreams, you know how you feel when you wake up. So you make a habit of doing this and it creates a connection that will build between you and your dreams, between the conscious side of your mind and and the unconscious side. So once you have that connection going, you're, you're intentionally paying attention to your dreams, you're trying to pull the benefit out of them, then the next step is to start to play with them, such as your example is to set an intention. Before you go to sleep, you have a question you or you just you want to know something there maybe there's it's a question or there's an issue that you want to resolve there is something in your life you you want to expand yourself in some kind of 
way. You want to know, you know, does he love me? Does he love me not? You know, you literally can ask your dreams these questions. I just ran across an example at Reddit recently where I'm the, the moderator of the dreams forum. And the guy was involved in a love triangle. And he knew that he had to pick one or the other. So he, before he went to bed, he asked his dreams. He said, please show me who is the better long-term partner for me? Who is going to really be the woman that I can love and will love me back as opposed to just kind of having this torrid love affair? And he had a dream where one of those women came to him in the dream. She was a character in the dream. And they had a wonderful time together. He felt that connection with her. There was an answer to the dream. And he decided that he was going to, at that point, be monogamous. And I followed up with him about three months later. And I said, well, was it the right decision? And he said, absolutely. We are, we are in love. We, we have the relationship that we've always wanted. And I know that my dreams led me. At the time, he was really on the fence. He didn't know which way to go. Now, who's to say that if he would have gone the other direction that he wouldn't have had that relationship? We don't know. But I do know that what he told me was is that it was the best decision for him, and he really felt like his dreams gave him the right advice. Well, and that's the thing. It's like it's what's best for him because one of the things I found with all this stuff, you know, because, J.M., I am single, you know, like just to use this example of like, you know, I meet some people. I meet a lot of people in my business, and then I think, well, uh-huh. you know, could I have a life with them? Could I have one of these things? And everybody's got an opinion. You know, they think he's this, he's that, he's whatever. You know, I've stopped even asking, you know, people because what's right for me is something that only I can figure out. Like when I was ready to file for divorce, I – I woke up in the morning, you know, I had been asking all these people for, for, you know, should I do this? When is, what is, and then I woke up with this most peaceful calm and all I heard was, okay, today's the day. And I got in my car, I went to the lawyer's office, I filled out the paperwork. It was so peaceful and so simple, but it had to be like when I was ready to tell me. So is, is it you telling yourself or is it other energies and entities coming in or like what the heck's going on in there? Because it was really busy. And then I woke up at peace. Well, it is your – you slept on it. You know, In one sense, you, you had a chance to process the information in your sleep. And there have been many studies that have shown that sleeping on it, to take a, a problem or an issue or a question, you go to bed with it on your mind. You wake up in the morning with your answer or your resolution. Now, where it comes from, um, it comes from the unconscious mind. It's the other side of of consciousness. Uh, You've got your conscious mind, then you have the unconscious mind, and it's compared to a boat on the ocean. The ocean is the unconscious mind. Now, the thing is, is that that ocean also connects to other minds and to other lives. So it begins inside of you, but it reaches out beyond you and just your limited perspective. And it looks for these answers. You know, there have been some incredible synchronicities that have happened that bring people together almost like a a gravitational pull. And it, it shows that there is something beyond just the individual and their own consciousness, that there is something deep, deep within our own minds that connects us together. Now, we can only speculate at what it really is, but I, I know some scientists like uh, Dean uh, Radin have, have done some fantastic 
fantastic research and experiments with this and have drawn the conclusion that, yes, there is something that is deeper to the mind, that is deeper to consciousness. It, it connects us all together. If you ask the, you know, the yogis and the Eastern mystics, they would say, ha, 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 yeah, we've known this for thousands of years. You're finally catching up with us, you know? So, yeah, when you, when you consult your dreams, you're really, most of the time, you're kind of consulting something that is within you. I call it the dream coach. But that dream coach has a way of going out and pulling in other information. If it's not just contained within you, if you do not have the information or you do not have the answer, your unconscious mind, your dream coach, can go out and pull that information in. It can go out and connect with other minds or the sort of sea of information that's out there. Uh, go Call it quantum mechanics. It's, it's going out there. It's finding the information that's needed. It's pulling it back in, and then it's showing you in your dreams. Now, Sandra, you said that you woke up in the morning and it, you didn't remember a dream specifically. You just knew that you had a feeling that that was the day. No, I just heard it in my head. I got up and I'm like, okay, today's the day. Like it was that's it was my dreams are really um, they're kind of cut and dried. Like I, I'll wake up with feelings like, you know, I had this terrible dream recently that like my brother had died and he, you know, he was fine. And I woke up with this unbelievable feeling of dread. I mean, really awful. And, you know, when I woke up and I'm like, well, he's not dead. Like, that's what I heard in my head. But I, you know, I still can't make the connection from one to two. And sometimes I can remember my dreams. Sometimes I don't, but I usually get an answer like a very, you know, like the, you know, like the, the, the keys in the, you know, dropped between your seats, go look there. Or yeah. it, it's, <laughs> and it's really loud. I always think it's my yeah. mom. Cause it sounds like my mom, like, you, you know, you left your keys. But, um, I think, you know, the thing to take away from it is we're all different. Yeah. And we have a different process that we go about to the way that we interact with the unconscious side of our mind. For some people, the messages that they get are pretty straightforward. And for others, it's going to be told to them through symbolism. And I find that it really kind of depends on the person, their their personality, how much they can handle. You know, your your dreams are aware of what you can handle. If if you're going to get some information that's really going to send your life into a spiral, then your dreams are really, they're going to filter that or they're going to make a decision whether or not you should have that information consciously. For instance, many, many people have dreamed about the illness or passing of a loved one before it happens or even wake up at the moment that it happened. They wake up, they know that their brother or mother or someone like that has just passed away. They know that they were dreaming about it. They might remember the dream specifically or they just wake up and they know it. They have this deep feeling the phone rings and it's the phone call, you know, but for every one of those stories, there are many other people who ask, well, you know, my brother died last year, but I didn't get any kind of cosmic message. My dreams didn't tell me anything. And you would have to ask yourself, well, how much are you paying attention to your dreams? How much groundwork have you laid? Have you done any work with your dreams? Do you trust your dreams? Or do you just think that it's random imagery that is spewed out by your brain? You know, So really, yes, it does depend upon the, uh, the individual, what their beliefs are, and what they can handle. How much they've expanded their mind or how much they've contracted it. 
okay, I need to take us to commercial break. Or maybe you should have been nicer to your brother growing up. And when he checks out, you know, maybe he'll give you that message. So, you know, having brothers older and younger and sisters, I'm like, hmm, maybe he was just getting you. But um, we'll get more after the break. We're visiting today with J.M. DeBoard, and we're talking about dreams. We're talking about intentional dreamings and how we can craft literally the life of our dreams. And J.M., you said something great that I'm going to take away with me, these wise old, you know, sayings, you know, like just sleep on it. Well, you know what? We're going to sleep on it. We're going to come after the break, and we're going to learn how to actively sleep on it and get the results that we want. More after the break with J.M. DeBoard. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose. Insights with heart. The WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning in to your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Use Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got such a cool expert on today, Linda. We're talking about dreams, how to intentionally dream, and you had a great question when we went back from the break, um, you know, about, you know, what if you don't remember your dreams? So we're going to pack a lot into this segment. We're going to talk about how how to intentionally dream, how to, you know, how to start this thing, and uh, J.M. DeBoard's going to give us a bunch of tips, and before I continue, J.M., how do people buy your book? You can find it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and it, it's it could still be in some bookstores. It's been a year now since it's been released, but uh, Dreams One Two Three. You, you go to Amazon. Um, you will also, if you just type it into a search engine, it will probably take you to my blog or my website, and of course, there's links off of there. Excellent, excellent. All right, give it to us. I got my notebook ready. I'm the only radio host that probably takes notes during these shows because I think this stuff is so cool. So rock on. Teach us what we want to learn today. Sure, sure. Yeah, you have such an awesome job. You get to learn so much and talk to all these experts. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be in your shoes, Sandra. Um, but let me get right into this here. Um, you know, now the first step, of course, is you have to remember your dreams. And I'll, I'll get into this in just a second because I have it here in my notes on, on what you can do when you wake up in the morning to make sure that you remember your dreams. But we were talking about setting an intention before you go to bed. Um, you know, this is the time of year when people are making New Year's resolutions. And uh, th- this is, you know, you're looking ahead to the next year and you're going, what do I want to improve in my life or what do I want to change? So you can look at your dreams and ask, your- ask yourself, are there any recurring themes or issues that are coming up in your dreams? Now, I would hope that your listeners are keeping a dream journal, that they, they take their dreams they, with enough seriousness to know that, that keeping a dream journal is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Because over time, you're going to be able to notice trends. You know, dream memory are kind of elusive and they tend to disappear if they're not written down. So really you got to spend your first five minutes just focusing on your dreams. But let's get back to what you can do to review that previous year or just think back on what are the kinds of themes that have been coming up in my dreams. Like let's say for instance that you keep dreaming about driving in reverse. Well, that can be a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. So you start asking yourself questions. Well, if I'm going in the wrong direction, then what is the right direction for me? Or let's say that you dream that you are losing money, you know, you, you, you're always losing your purse or your wallet or something like that, that can be a sign that you're not holding on to your resources in a way that you're not valuing them or using them in a way. And I don't just mean material resources. I mean personal resources, resources from your character, your intelligence. Um, so these are things that you can do to, to, if you want to make a resolution for this year, you can consult your dreams without necessarily having to dream about it. You just go back and review view your dreams and ask yourself, well, what are the recurring themes and issues and questions that arise in them? So now let's go ahead and move on to what is it you can do to consult your dream coach. This is called dream incub- incubation. So if anybody wants to Google it, feel free, dream incub- incubation. Now, first of all, when you go to sleep, you want to have something to record with. You know, I use pen and paper, but there are a lot of dream journal apps for your phone these days. Uh, my phone has a little button on it. I can punch it and it'll start recording whatever's, you know, right there. It, it hardly takes any attention at all. I can go right to recording. Um, so you so start with something to record with before you go to sleep suggest to yourself that you're going to have a dream that is going to give you insights into your life. It's going to help to point you in the right direction. 
you might phrase it as a question. It's really good to ask the dream as if it is a life coach who is there and available between your ears anytime you need it. And you say, life coach, what do you think is, give me your perspective on this. Phrase it as a question and try to frame it in the affirmative. Don't necessarily say, well, this year I don't want to be overweight. You know, you're, you're trying to deny a negative there. Affirm, put it in an affirmative statement. You say, this year I want to be at my, you know, ideal body weight. I want to look good. You know, I want to be confident going on the beach, whatever it is. So frame it in some kind of affirmative way for yourself. So before you go to sleep, you ask the question or whatever it is that you're, that you're asking of the dream coach. And if it doesn't happen the first night, then repeat it the second night, the third night. Sometimes it takes a while for this stuff to really get down into the unconscious mind. Some nights, some, for some people, it happens on the first night. For some people, it doesn't happen until the third or fourth or fifth night. But I tell you, everybody that tries this, almost everybody who tries this, if they are persistent at it, it will happen for them. Now, Here's a real key. When you wake up in the morning, focus. Think about what you were just dreaming. If you have your pen and paper there, don't start writing down the entire dream right away. Just write down keywords that will jog your memory in a few minutes when you really start to write out the details of the dream. Those first few minutes are really important. Studies have shown that within 10 minutes that about 90% of your dream memories are gone if they have not been pulled out of short-term storage, which is dreams are kept in short-term memory. Um, that within 10 minutes, 90% of it's gone. Within five minutes, about 50% of it is gone. So you really, you have to, you know, focus, pay attention to the dreams, write down the keywords first, and then go back later and fill in the details. Because once you have that keyword written down, the memory has been pulled from short-term storage into a longer-term storage. But you got to use those first few minutes to really concentrate. Now, you ask yourself, well, what was going through my mind? You know, your, your mind is active all night long. People, some people feel like they sleep like the dead. But if you look at sleep studies, it, it's not just eight hours or however long you sleep of blankness. Your brain is going through cycles of low activity and high activity. And if you, if you think back on the what was it that I was just thinking, you were thinking something. You know, it might seem like a blank spot, but stay, stay with it. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. Don't, if you get up to use the bathroom, return to your bed. And this is very important. Stay still. Get in your sleep position. It's a bodily cue that helps you to um, – that cues your mind. Your body is actually cueing your mind. So you've written down those keywords before the memories fade. Here's another thing. Record the dreams in present tense. It's not that you know I went to the store and ran into an old friend – you write it in the present tense. I'm going to the store and I run into an old friend. Um, the present tense really helps to capture the essence of a dream. Now, also, or it makes it more immediate. It makes it more active. It, 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 it really helps for some reason. It, it helps you to always write down your dreams in the present tense. <clears throat> now, the next step after you've recorded the dream is to give it a title. Give it a title that really sums up what the dream was about. And then look back through it for if there's any themes that are coming up, especially if you have several dreams. Oftentimes, they'll seem like they're disconnected, but you might be able to find a thread that ties them together. They might be related to you know, health or happiness or relationships. And 
make your resolution based off of what your dreams have told you and keep trying. You know, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. So those would be my steps that I would go through if I want to incubate a dream or you called it intentional dreaming. Um, there are a lot of resources online for this. Um, a simple, you know, search engine can uh, pull up some good resources for you um, that will also, you know, take you through these steps in case you didn't have pen and paper there to write them down. Wow. Well, and I, yeah, I wrote them all down because I, I was like, I, I get it. Because like the first thing I do, JM, when I get up in the morning is I roll over and then I'm like, oh, my God, who slept on me last night? Because I've got little kids and, you know, and then I push them off me and then I reach immediately for my phone and start checking email. Like I don't have a prayer of remembering things at that point. But when you said the thing about like a dream app, because, you know, I log, I have my Fitbit, so I log my liquid, I log my food, I log this thing, you know, and I have one uh-huh. of those sleep apps that gives me a report port, you know, of how I slept on my iPhone and it shows those little peaks and valleys and troughs and <laughs> I know I'm ridiculous with this I'm a robot girl. <laughs> so you sleep but with your phone basically. <laughs> I do. I, well I sleep with it. Yeah, because I plug it I in know. and then I put it I put it under my pillow because the sleep app, it's called Sleep Cycle, it's like a $4 sleep app, gives me statistics. And I think it's funny because I look at the sleep quality when my kids are here, when my kids are at their dad's, when I've had a few drinks, when I've taken some cold medicine, you know, and it gives me different patterns. And I've been doing it for like two years because I'm a loser and you wonder why I'm single. But don't go in my bed because (laughs) I've got that sleep app running. But now I'm going to do a dream app, which is really exciting for me. So I just want to share that. So Linda, go ahead. No, I will. I think I might try the dream app too because, but uh, I think I do have recurring dreams and I think that in my recurring dreams, there's recurring people, same people. Yes. Oh, I know you dream about me. I love you too. (laughs) But, you know, not people that are really actually even in my life now, but, you know, from the past, from, you know, from my days on Wall Street and things like that. It's, um, but I, there are a couple that are, in my dreams recurring, which means I ha- to, when I keep dreaming about uh, a recurring theme with certain people, it's almost like, okay, that's an issue that I haven't dealt with um, and I should deal with it because I'm, when I deal with it, that dream will go away. Uh, yeah, there's something there that your dream is calling you to to resolve. Now, yeah. those those people, when you dream about people, you you you're not necessarily dreaming about the person, but what they represent to you, or something yeah. about them that resonated with you. And sometimes you really are dreaming about that person. It's, but here's the thing: you said that you worked on Wall Street, and some of these people you haven't seen in how long? Five years? Yeah. Ten years? Long, longer than that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't, if somebody pops up in your dream and you have not seen them or heard anything about them or had any contact with them in many years, it's almost sure, almost sure to mean that there is something about that person that resonated with you and you're actually dreaming about the part of yourself that identifies with them. I can give a real quick example if we have a minute. Uh, we've got just a minute. I'll bring you back after the break. We're going to have Shaman Rai coming on. JM, we're going to have to bring you back for a third show because there's just so much to oh, talk gosh. about. This is a never-ending uh, topic, but and it's so isn't interesting. It, it yeah, is so great. fascinating. Uh, we're here today. I am Linda Frank. Oh, I'm sorry. 
you're, you're I'm not. Sandra Beck. <laughs> I'm not Linda Franklin. You're Linda Franklin. And we're visiting with J.M. DeBoard, and uh, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back from the break, we're going to hear J.M.'s answer and his information about this. And then we're going to bring on Shaman Rai, who's going to give us a message for 2015. So uh, you're not going to want to miss this. Come back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose, insights with heart. The WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. Every week on Spark Your Soul Radio, Anne takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got our pedal to the metal, so we're going to go straight to J.M. DeBoard. He's going to uh, give us an example that we promised after the break, and then we're going to bring Shaman Rai on and have his, uh, his wise words of wisdom for 2015. So, J.M., you've got the calm. 
Okay, well, this is just a, an example from a dream that I interpreted at Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T, reddit.com. I'm at the Dreams Forum there. And it was from a, uh, a woman who she dreamed that another woman, somebody that she knew a long time ago but had not seen or heard from in many years, convinced her to have sex with her. She was trying to figure out what this, the dream meant. And I asked her, I said, well, what was this woman like? What was your impression of her? Because oftentimes dream characters, people that you know who are in your dreams, they represent sides of yourself that resonate with them. And she said, well, she was the kind of woman who didn't take any gruff from people. They, they trained for triathlons together. She's like, she, they, she didn't care what other people thought of her. And I said, well, how does that apply to your life now? And she said, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong, vocal, and assertive woman, and sometimes I wonder what people think of me. Uh, if maybe if I'm crossing the line or I'm being a little bit too assertive. And I said, well, maybe this dream is telling you that by dreaming about having sex with this woman, that what you're actually doing is connecting with the side of yourself that sees in her and wants to be more like her in the sense that she doesn't care what people think about her. Be yourself, be strong, be vocal, be assertive, and don't worry about what other people think. And it turned out to be uh, uh, that was the message of the dream for and it very much uh, benefited her life very cool well jm thank you so much for being our guest we're going to bring you back later in the season because there's just so much to talk about and this is fascinating on behalf of linda and myself i want to thank you for being our guest today and i'm going to bring on shaman rye shaman you've been on our show before as well and i'd like you to introduce yourself and then give us a little bit of insight into what you want to share with us today Sure. Um, basically, what can I say about myself? Um, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I, I have a variety of backgrounds, a psychologist, naturopath. Um, most of my training, uh, my guru is Paramahansa Yogananda, who passed in 52. And basically, my abilities opened up after I cleared many lifetimes and this lifetime issues and I'm able to speak to the other side as a medium. I'm a healer, I'm a medical intuitive and psychic and basically my consciousness is able to flow wherever it needs to flow and, and give me direction. Is, does that give you some idea of who I am, Sandra? Yeah, that's super cool. I think you rock. I think, you know, what you do is so cool. And I enjoyed, I had a session with you and it was life changing. And I, I've got to say, I feel like 20 pounds lighter instead of just six. So, um, you know, I think, you know, what you have to offer is, is really profound. So, uh, I'd like to get to you right away about what, what, kind of information do you have to share with us? And to the listeners, I asked Shaman to come back and give us a message for 2015, and that's the only direction that I gave him because I wanted to see what he wanted to share with us. Well, that's great. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot of hard times. Uh, last year was a very rough year for many, many people because um, a lot of things are changing in this world, and we're seeing things appear on the on the stage, on the world stage, that appears to be very uh, difficult, painful, a lot of uh, oh, war seeming to be breaking out and, and, and uh, illness breaking out. And so um, what I have been t 
told over and over and over again is that, well, first of all, 2015 is like the breakthrough year for us. I mean, we've, this has been going on since 2012, which was in December of 2012, things all of a sudden began to shift. The new earth was, uh, was, was begun and it was born nine months later. And um, now, basically, it, if you watch what's going on, you'll notice that um, ISIL or Dash, whatever they want to call themselves, they're really being beaten back. Uh, this incident in, in France recently, it's a sad one, but it is only a, uh, an attempt by some people to frighten us, and there's really nothing to be frightened of. And so these wars, these battles are going to be on the decline. They are on the decline, and ISIL will be finished within just a few months. Uh, the Ebola epidemic um, you'll notice that there's not nearly as much new news about it anymore. That's because it's really being controlled very well, even though that was a man-made disease uh, and, and there are even better ways of controlling it than what we've been using uh, and, and the vaccines that they're attempting to make. But no matter what, we are, we are eliminating Ebola. Uh, if you look towards finances, uh, you're going to see a major change taking place financially in this world where people will have abundance and it will be used primarily to raise up everyone in this world. Those of the least of us shall be raised up by the financial changes that are about to take place. And you're, we're not talking a long time for any of these things. We're talking about just months ahead all of these are going to be taking place. You'll see changes in government. The, the uh, autocratic governments and the, the military governments are being set aside. And you can see this. A great example of this is what's taking place in Iraq where uh, a dictator, basically Maliki, was set aside and a body has taken over. And he has brought the people, even though they have different religious beliefs, they're coming together. So you're, you're going to see major shifts. You can see it in the conversations that Pope Francis is having. He's focusing the world on different things. Instead of the old things that drew battle lines between people, he wants people brought together. This is the new world that we're walking into, a world of peace, joy, and harmony, and abundance. And that is what we've been looking for. So many people are crying out and calling for the divine to come in and create a different world of peace, and that's the response that's coming. So we have a lot really, really to look forward to. We have incredible beings coming into this earth that are uh, constantly of higher and higher vibration, of greater capability. We had that with the indigos, the crystals, and we now have some other children who are coming in as well, all to move this world, this earth, into a higher platform, into a higher vibration, so that we can make a contribution to the people here, but also to the planets, all the beings that are out in, our, in, in the systems, in our galaxy, that we're going to have an impact on. So the, this used to be called the, uh, the prison planet. We're about to become the freedom planet as a result of our desires and the will. And remember, we're creating this. The divine responds to our intentions, what we want. So that's, that's the key to the message that I've got for everybody. Ask me some questions. I'll tell you some more. Oh, Shaman, this is Linda. This is, you know, this is really great news because every time you turn on the television set uh, and, and listen to the news, it, it's quite shocking. Um, and I, I believe, too, that 
you know, things are, are going to get better. Uh, but people, you know, if it's the media stir up or what they read, it's, it's, it's scaring people. How do, how do you, until these changes occur, and you said they're going to occur relatively quickly, how does a person just protect themselves, kind of put themselves in that bubble to know that they're going to be okay no matter what else is going on in the world? You know, um, you know, this is a conversation that my girlfriend and I have all the time because um, she she's very spiritual, but, you know, sometimes she finds it hard also to see that good could be coming out of all of this. And so um, it's really, you know, first of all, if you think about it, uh, we're the ones that we cr- that create the reality that we live in. That's that's really what happens. I mean, you know, we, as young children, we learn a certain thing, we car- create a filter, and we see the world through those eyes. Now, as adults, we can become conscious and release those filters that we see the world through. And that's the same process for creating a world of love, peace, and harmony. So rather than looking outside of ourselves and waiting and seeing, well, what are they going to do? Then it's a matter for us to visualize and to see the the world going in the direction that we want of peace, love, and harmony. And you know what? When thousands of us do it, and this has been proven by research, when we all meditate, we create the kind of peace that we want. It's the same thing. When we pray, when we consciously intend, we're able to create that world. So it's not a matter of just believing. It's a matter of participating and creating in whatever way that we feel comfortable. It's like raising the mass consciousness. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right. Um, where do we go from here? Let's see. Uh, um, okay. It's hard to top that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's a very, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a very rosy outlook uh, when people are, are so, uh, I guess, well, maybe you know, downtrodden by what by what's going on and the fear of, of you know, these crazy sex out to out to get us. But you know, I, I get if, if we believe everything is going to be okay, and I believe it will, um, and you put yourself in that in that part of that consciousness, I, I think I think it's all about feeling good, and and you whatever it takes for you to feel good about yourself and what's going on in the world, do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, just as an example, um, you, there are people who sit and meditate, and when they find that if they meditate and they focus on a certain city during that meditation period, the crime declines. It's the same idea. We're putting ourselves, we're putting our minds, our creative abilities into any situation and allowing harmony or peace or abundance, whatever it is that we want. It's through our intentions that we're creating that. So, you know, and, and everybody can think about it in, in some way on their own personal level. What have you created in, for your life? You know, I can think about, you know, I created opportunity to go to graduate school or whatever, you know, or, or I made a swim team. What did, what did you do throughout your life through your intention? Well, that's what you want to do. You want to create that and focus it on your life and the world stage. Oh, you guys, you guys are killing me. We're out of time. Shaman Rai, that's S-H-A-M-A-N-R-A-I.com. Check him out. Look him up. We'll have him back. J.M. DeVore, Dreams 1, 2, 3. Go buy his book. I'm a big fan of these two guys. That's why we have them on our first show of 2015. Let me just say... Let me just say one Seven thing. Seconds. I think I think everybody that's listening should go and get a personal reading with Shaman Rye. I did it. You did it. It's life changing. Go do it. Amen.
We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pre- 